Welcome to episode 152 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I'm better than most. Not as good as some. How are you, sir? Well, the, one of the rare occurrences in the last uh, 80 weeks. Glad we're not on like a y- live YouTube because there's a little technical difficulty. Oh, yeah. It appears we had the uh, court of the Yeti mic take a shit, but... You're the technical guy, so I'm, I'll bow to your excellence on what went wrong there. But, hey, the listeners don't know this because they listen to this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And yeah. we're recording on Sunday night. So right. the hour delay is not really going to affect them. But had we had our millions and millions of live viewers on YouTube, we'd be getting some fucking thumbs down yeah. and some dislikes, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I don't remember what episode it was, but I talked about I have been on live TV before and basically shit myself on a question. That I was asked and just started sweating because I didn't know the answer. But this was this was a little, even though I was frustrated, this was a little bit better. All right. Well, luckily, luckily for you, for some reason, you bought a backup mic. I still say we got to go the uh, spilling the nachos route and get a uh, each have our mics. That's how they Nate yeah. and Tommy have their own mics. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. And that's that's you know when we were in, I think it was COVID. And you and, were in, no, I think you were in uh, North uh, Oregon. No. Maybe it was it Oregon or up north. I don't know, but whenever we had done things remotely, I think I just said, "Well, sh- we need a we need a second mic or something just in case." All right. Um. Well, anyway, without further ado, first tasting for this episode. Uh, actually, it was a gift more than a donation. But Mark Miller, uh, after the football season ended, sorry Ryan, Eric, Kevin, Ernie, you know. You guys aren't as popular as me. Sorry about that, but hey, you're getting there. He got he bought me a bunch of single beers because yeah. guy I work with Nick Connors had told him that you know we do a podcast, so he bought a bunch of different beers. And our first one is from Perrin Brewing Company. Where's that at? Did you say Comstock Park? Comstock Park. We're we're coming big, you know, because we're we're going for the fences in this first one. What we have is a no rules Vietnamese porter. Uh Pot high for the day for sure, and arguably it's got to be a top three for sure of the 152 episodes. Yeah, but we come in at the uh, the old pint plus six ounces, so the big boy pint, 15% ABV, zero IBUs. Gonna use the uh, bottle opener. Yeah, Justin's girlfriend mother gave me. Which we met, by the way, Liz and I and Nick met Kelsey, Houston, Justin, and I apologize to <laughs> Kelsey's mom. I forgot her first name. Damn it. Tammy. There you go. We're going to go with that for now until I have to crouch and corner it. Um, but we met them at uh, Steak and Sushi Place in Mount Pleasant for oh. dinner. Nice people. Had a good dinner. Yeah. Good time. Good. Anyway. And since this is a uh, 22-ouncer, 15%, no shame in our game, we are sharing this one. We're not each doing the... Yeah, oh, no. Hell no. Because yeah, this you know, would with, be you, with, you having, with you having to go to school... Is that good? That's good. Yeah, that's uh, good. There's still a little bit left. With you having to go to school and me having to drink, you know... 35 ounces of 15% or this would be a one segment episode probably. So anyway, without further ado, cheers. cheers. Ooh, nice. Sm- yeah, smell yeah. does not smell like a 15%er. No. 
This might be dangerous. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. Holy wow. shit. That would be very <laughs> dangerous because this is one of those that you sit and drink. Oh, that's you taste it. Yeah. As you, you call it, a uh, fireside. Oh, yeah. For you know, sure. Especially, you know, the weather yeah. we have. You know, we woke up, a little snow on the ground today. Mm -hmm. You know, I could see, well, a lot of people, this might be too cold to go out by the fire, but this would be perfect for me. You go out by the fire, have your, you know, a hat on, pull over. Sure. Sit yeah. back with the old uh, no rules Vietnamese porter. Th there is no way this tastes like a fifteen percent alcohol. No, you you would be waking up in the morning sitting yeah. in the Andorada. Yeah, in the Andor blah, blah, blah. I can't. Wow. Well, that's what I mean. And that, that <laughs> I can see this might be one of those episodes that like come third segment. <laughs> you know, I was talking to Ryan. I met. I was. I met Ryan. Ryan. Um, Ryan. Yeah, football coach Ryan. Truckle. Um, yeah. How'd you meet Ryan? When? Well, I went to the game, the SVSU oh. Tech game. And so, uh, tailgating, S uh, Michigan Tech came down, played SVSU. Uh, there were a bunch of people there. Um, uh, James, hey, hey, James Dave, Chantney. Hey, hey yeah. Dave, Ryan, I didn't need the invite. Fuck you guys. I didn't want to see any fucking <laughs> I didn't even know anybody was going to be there. I didn't even know he was going to be there. Well, how did you know, how do you know him? I'd be like, I don't. I met him at the. We were tailgating, and somebody said Ryan, and mentioned Mike Peters, and I started putting two and two together, and I'm like, "You're Ryan, okay, all right, all right." And Ryan didn't even text me, so I I might have to do a fuck you segment of season one, say fuck you to Ryan for not even giving me a heads up that he met my pod partner. Anyway, continue with your story, Dave. No, but uh, so James Champney called me up and he said, since all the tech football players, you know, Swan Valley grads, alumni, and then you've got um, um, for SVSU, God, um, oh the my big God. guy. Carson Brenny. Thank you. You're Jesus, welcome. What a brain fart. You had your brain fart already. Yeah. I had mine. Um, yeah, what Carson. What was my brain fart? Your, your potential in-laws. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've already forgotten your <laughs> well, brain I fart. But I recovered. I think it actually came <laughs> oh, up. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so everybody was there and he thought that would kind of be apropos to have the Swan Valley track tent there because most of them ran track. Um, and uh, just, you know, as a, when people are coming in, like saying, hey, I wonder where the tail, oh, it's got to be right there. So James got the tent from me and he said, hey, we're having a tailgate. A bunch of people are going to be there. You know, come on down. Like to see you, that kind of a thing. So I said, eh, you know, I haven't seen those guys. Uh, we did not go when we went up for homecoming to Michigan Tech. I did not go to the game. Uh, we had some other things going on with the, uh, with the other parents, uh, friends of my daughter's. And, you know, it just conflicted. And so it, it had been a year removed since I'd seen them play. So I wanted to make sure I at least got in a a quarter. Yeah. I didn't stay for the whole game. One fucking quarter? One what, quarter. Pussy. I go to a game to see one quarter. What was the score when you left? Zero, zero. It ended did, up being a really did good Carson game. Did Carson play at all? Yeah. Yeah. Who won, you know? Yeah. Uh, SVSU by five. 35-30. Right. Uh, good game. Yeah. So... Anyway, mm -hmm. but this is very tasty. This Thank, is yeah, thanks, this Mark. is super dangerous. Um, I don't have much that I've watched this week. The only thing Liz and I have been doing, and Eric from Tweaks Corner, I'm not blowing his recommendation of we own the city, but we Liz and I do not have HBO Max downstairs, and we don't like to watch our series up in bed because you'll fall asleep or something. 
or something. <laughs> or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> wink, yeah, wink, yeah, nudge, nudge. Yeah, we usually, say no more, we, say no more. We usually put something on TV that we've seen 200, like the, uh, the OJ Made in America oh, yeah. documentary. We, you know, sure. we almost know all, well, it's a five-part ep- uh, series, and I bet you we're damn near word for word on ep- season two, season, episode two, three, and four. One's not that good. It looked like it was going to be a bad docu series, mm-hmm. and five's kind of sucks too. But two, three, and four are some of the best work ESPN uh, thirty for thirty slash ESPN Films has done. But um, so that's what we so we don't normally watch a series that we want to. That's why we're behind on the White Lotus. White Lotus season two has done two episodes, but again, we only get HBO in the front room. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, but. Uh, through eight episodes of American Horror Story, New York City, and it, damn it, if I don't have to uh, tip my cap to Chuck, I think his take on what the series was is about is going to be correct. But I'm not going to share that in case anybody wants to catch up on it, and so I won't give any spoilers on that. So, the one thing before you get to what you've watched, a comment and then a call out. Mm-hmm. So, Liz is looking in because as T-Mobile subscribers members whatever you call your phone service yeah we get free apple plus and apple plus has got a sainted sighted shiner a one-word title that starts with an s okay. movie that will also be in theaters but it's streaming on apple plus with will ferrell and um oh yeah uh yeah ryan reynolds and yeah. you know how i love me some ryan reynolds and it looks yeah. like it's almost like an offshoot of a it's Christmas the, story. It is the yeah. off, it's a Christmas story, and, basically. And, and kind of like when um, Bill Murray did yeah. Scrooge, right? Kind of a thing. Yeah. So we are. She's looking into how we can get Apple Plus because that's what I do want to yeah. see that. And to continue on the Apple Plus bandwagon is I got to throw a little shade your way, and I've been meaning to do this for three weeks. You're one of your number one bitches. Yeah. About watching She-Hulk was there was nothing going on. But you well, no superhero stuff. Right, but yeah. you never fucking, you failed to mention that the, act, the, the show is actually called She-Hulk, yeah. Attorney at Law. Right. So how much fucking trouble did you think an attorney was going to get in? Why in the hell would you put, like, a Marvel superhero, but, I'm just saying, uh, right, but why you would, would you, think she would on the but side. But that's why they threw that disclaimer, the attorney at law. And when I saw that, I said, well, Jesus Christ, no wonder nothing happens in that fucking dumb show. <laughs> you know, so I'm just wondering when they're doing when they're doing the the the, the storyboards and they're coming up with their ideas and s- somebody in those meetings didn't go, hmm, um, is there going to be any superhero stuff here with our uh, with our superhero? And then the boss said, yeah, probably not, dumb shit. That's why she's an attorney at law. That's our out clause. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go get my sunglasses here. Have we ever mentioned? We did mention in the one the last time you wore that shirt, courtesy of Grandpa Blackhawk. Oh, right? yeah. We did give we did give proper accolades to that, right? We did. Yeah, so it's yeah. the old beer drinking. You got. The I old, actually yeah. did. You know, I had my yep. on the way the over. Opener, I so. my, yep. And the other thing, it took me like two times to wear it, but I would put my hands in the in the hoodie sleeve um, or the hand warmer part on the front of the hoodie. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? There's a there's a koozie on the front of yeah. it right here. Yeah. How yep. how cool is that? Except Jesus, very cool. Like except there. he got me. A, he he, he got like a us. Little, he got little, us too. And the last time I could have wore the size he got me was I was like in fifth grade, unable to drink. 
So, um, well, at the price he got him at, he probably yeah. didn't have a choice. Right. Oh, yeah. no, he didn't. And then, but, you know, we're greatly appreciated. For sure. Larry. And a big week for him down in Tennessee. I mean, and he sent pitcher after pitcher. You can go to his Facebook page. And I had, at one point, I texted him. I said, that's almost like not even a sport. I mean, it was almost like they were laying in the recliner and just like, <laughs> put the old shotgun behind their head and pulled the trigger and got like and double lunged three fucking 300 pound deer. I mean, every time you turn around, they were fucking dropping somebody. So, but Hey, I guess hunting's better in Tennessee. Yeah. And he does have six, well, three tasting six beers on the way back that he's going to donate to the pod. So thank you, grandpa Blackhawk. Well, thank you in advance. We haven't seen him yet. Maybe he'll turn to alcoholism and drink as he's medicine. As the Possibly. Packers are about to tie the game. That's um, his third touchdown, I think. Christian Watson has three touchdowns. Boy, he, how many people are going to fucking clamor to the waiver wire to pick up him? I never even heard of Christian Watson. No, there's a, well, this late in the season, you've, you're hearing a lot this weekend. And we'll probably talk about that in the sports section. But there's a lot of, like, first-time player yeah. for, you know. Well, and, and Aaron Rodgers has to find somebody he can throw to. And that's his third touchdown of the day. So, Aaron Rodgers has a new love affair. So, yeah. and that that that... You know, this isn't really, well, it's sports, but we don't really talk fantasy much in segment two, so I'll go ahead and say it right here. That's where I get shit and shoved in it, as usual, come fantasy time, because I'm just good enough to not to win, but too good not to be able to fucking claim a player. Because Aaron Rodgers, in his career, has shown that, hey, you do me right, I'm going to do you right. You know, right. so the other wide receivers... Might as well not, they might just not even leave the line of scrimmage because he all of a sudden is going to be the man because he has three touchdowns. Yeah. So, although they're going to get their asses whipped on Thursday by the Titans, and they haven't even won this game yet. But anyway, we're not into sports yet. So, and you have one of those that you wanted to do. Yep, I do. And, uh, wow, I'm having technical difficulties like Up left the and right. right. All right, Jesus. so before you play what? that. All right. I got to say something. It's not really even a corrections corner because it can't be corrected. So last week, I said that at the 70s-themed Swan Valley Athletic, the Rally in the Valley, I said, yeah, I'm wearing my Under Armour shirt because I, you know, in the 70s, I came up with the Under yeah. And the person kind of looked at me like, uh, and then I was disappointed that he didn't get it. And then, kudos to Caitlin, who has replaced my mom as the number one listener of the pod, Caught out. She said, well, you've made fun of somebody. And then one uh, uh, Dave said something and it went right over your head. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, well, uh, Dave said we invented Pulsa. That's Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'd never even seen any of the Romy and Michelle. So how could the, I mean, I can't be held accountable for something I've never seen. Right. Because I did just play it off. Because I remember you right. saying, well, that's yeah. like we invented Pulsa. So I'm like... Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> but it, at least with mine, I was standing right next to the person. Said, "Hey, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, in the seventies, I invented Under Armour." Right. I mean, yeah. so it's not, it's not really apples to apples, but your your Romy and Michelle reference, reference did not go unnoticed, even though you didn't even want to wish her a happy birthday when it was her birthday a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry on all accounts, all right. but I appreciate the I appreciate yeah. the tip of the cap. I do. Yeah, but but um, I but I like I said I. I don't know how many Romy and Michelle's there are, but uh, I've never no, seen I any think, of them. I think just one. I think there's a Romy there... and Michelle, and then I think she said oh. there's a high school. I don't know what she said. The high school I have... reunion. I didn't see the original then, if there was an original. Right. I, I didn't see any reunion. of them. So. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, um, yes, Mike, what shows have I watched? 
Oh yeah, what shows have you watched, Dave? So I uh, the season finale of Andor. So for the Star Wars fans out there, um, great conclusion. Um, you know, classic of what you've expected. Um, somewhat, I don't know. People would argue if it's on the level of Mandalorian. I mean, I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but you heard how popular Mandalorian was. Yes. So if anybody needs to catch up on that, I, I would highly recommend that. Then I saw the uh, new Wal- Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, Mile 22. Mile 22 uh, on Netflix. So I know you'll be able to watch it. If you like gratuitous gun violence and just violence in general, um, it's a great... The, the plot line is, is there's somebody defecting from... Uh, I want to say... I want uh, a country in Indonesia. Crap. Crap. I think that is a country in Indonesia. No, no, no. I'm just like another brain fart. But anyway, so they go to the embassy and Mark Wahlberg heads up a, a special ops team and they have to get this person from the U.S. embassy in this country to an airfield and it's 22 miles away. But that local government uh, and some others are trying to basically kill them, all of them. And not let him get on that plane because they apparently this guy's got sensitive information, et cetera, et cetera. So it has a it has a very good ending. I will I will say that. So it it, it keeps moving. Um, so if you don't mind if you don't mind the gratuitous violence and the um yes streaming services. I would have to say like if you put a gun to my head, which hopefully you don't. I mean, I'd be on call. Speaking of gratuitous violence. That'd be a little <laughs> awkward in our podcast relationship, but yeah. But if you put a gun to my head and said, hey, you can only pick one streaming service, I'm going to take Netflix. But my one drawback for Netflix is very rarely do movies pop up because Netflix has a habit of basically just showing you like, okay, so I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. So now all of a sudden, all I get is serial killers. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't get any movies, any this, that, or the other thing. It's yeah. all serial killers. Right. So that's the only drawback. I, but, you know, that's not even really a Netflix drawback because all I got to do is move to the left, go to that magnifying glass, and hit search, and yeah. then I'm my own boss. Right. Fuck Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> you know you what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. And then right after that, I don't know why, I, I had had a nap earlier in the day, and... Um, so I was going through and I saw Will Ferrell in Land of the Lost. And if you're if you're a Will Ferrell fan, I know you are not. That sometimes you know, like I said, I love him in Elf. Yeah, I liked him in uh, Wedding Crashers, right. with a very, 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 very small part. And his skit comedy in Saturday Night Live, he's hilarious. Other than that, I'm not right. a fan. You, yeah, I'd be borderline if you'd like this. Uh, I don't know if you. There's some probably there's, not because Land of the Lost. It's, I think um, if it's anything like the cartoon that when I was a kid, dinosaurs yeah. didn't exist. So I ain't buying it. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, the yeah, the Slee Stack and the dinosaurs, yeah. but they did bring back the you know they everything. They must have gotten the rights to that because it it's the Slee Stack. They are the from the original like claymation show. When the dinosaurs okay. were like, yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, as cheesy as that was. Yeah. Okay, I got what exactly. you're saying. And that's also Netflix, or what is that? Yeah, that was okay. Netflix. I belly laughed. I just I needed that. Is that new or is that like oh, old? That's old? Okay, yeah, that's old. I didn't know that. So all right, yep, all right. Um, <laughs> yes, I have a corrections corner. Uh, last week on um, Gemini, from it was a collaboration between Starcut Ciders and Shorts. And I said, oh, Shorts in Elk Rapids, Michigan, blah, blah. No. 
I was a dumbass and I knew better, especially from talking to uh, Ben Coughlin at um, Baines. Uh, Starcut Ciders is a is a subsidiary of Shorts Brewing. So I think Starcut <clears throat> is in Elk Rapids and of course Shorts Brewing is in Bel Air, Michigan. Okay. So and- and, I, and when you told me that you had a corrections corner, I said, well, who said that? Me or you? And you said, well, I did. And I'm like, all right, well, if you have a yeah. corrector, if you correct it. But I, I, I didn't even, wasn't even aware of what you said. I yeah, guess. I've had I mean, several star cut like over the summer and stuff. And I, and I knew that. I just, again, just a brain fart last week. All right. And even before we rate this beer, although we, Liz and I only watch American Horror Story NYC, this week, I think you called me Mr. Podcast. Yeah, oh wow. Um, and I, and Tell- it got to the point where I was fishing for shit for Ruby and I's walk this morning because everything just fell into place. Starting with like last week, I in, I finished episode 74 of Spilling the Nachos, and then I've also listened to episode 75, which the guys are trying, the guys at Spilling the Nachos, Trying something new because you know, as you and I yeah. like to say, sometimes you know life gets in the way. Sure, sure. And you know, Tommy has something going on on Tuesday. Nate has something going on on Wednesday. So they're what they're going to try to do. They did do a Wednesday recording release on Sunday, but you know, but things change. Life gets in the way, and then they switched to a Tuesday recording released on Thursday. So I finished. I started seventy four a week ago today. Yep. Finished it a week ago tomorrow. And then, boom, on Thursday, episode 75 was out because they recorded it Tuesday, released it Thursday. So I listened to their 75th anniversary. I definitely have some catching up to do. I listened to Click This from, um, and they did the Bunkhouse Stampede. More on that later. Uh, Jesselneck Rosenthal Vanity Project, JRVP, Junior Vice President. After a week off, and they even started their show with, hey, you know, we had a mix-up. We were going to mention it earlier, but we didn't, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, the Jim Cornette experience, which is a three and a half hour or wow. just over three and a half hour pod, the Jim Cornette drive through, which is a three, three and a quarter, three and a half hour pod. And I mixed in some, uh, a Pat McAfee episode, which one of the episodes, cause they do his on YouTube and direct on, um, Sirius XM. And then it's also in podcast form and then a couple of dateline. So this week are I was you, Mr. Podcast. Are you retired? Or no, just oh, a lot okay. of you know driving, walking. Gotcha. You know, when I'm doing sure, payroll sure. or writing the oh, schedule, I got f- the old earbuds at Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah, that. Yep. And when you're going from store to store. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All right. So anyway, David, I believe it's time to rate the old no rules. Uh oh. Wait a second. Wait a second. So we got time to rate the no. And well, you know what? Gonna toss you a softball, and we're gonna go Chuck's way. Yeah. This, this place. Nickelback. All right. Um. Would you have got it? No, would you have got it without the know. this? You know, I didn't hit pause because the the object of this game is to stop it before the lyrics start. Right. Uh, 
I'm going to guess, even though you're a Nickelback fan, you're not going to get this because I didn't even I didn't even know this was the name of the song. Yeah, I know I, the song I'm, quite. I'm know. going through. I almost got through the first bar of it, and I don't. I'm look thinking of all the words, and I don't. I don't recognize the. Um. Shoot. Um. Damn. It's something about far away or. Boom! That's it. Oh, there you yeah. go. All right. <laughs> All right. So, you know what? You did? Yeah, that was a big softball. Well, I, yeah. You know, Thank you. Got to ease Thank into you, it. Mike. You know, you're, you know, you're yeah. a Nickelback fan. I, I wanted to see how big a fan you actually were. Yeah. And you, and you yeah. rose to the challenge. Shoot. I'm feeling um, That's good. I'm going to make a little note here. Mike gets an extra $10 on my Christmas card list. All right. No rules. Vietnamese Porter, courtesy of Mark Miller. I tell you what, absolutely spectacular. Do I put it in the Kentucky Bur- Bourbon Barrel 4.5 stratosphere? It's definitely a four. Fucking the old hashtag copyright infringement for Kessler. I believe Kessler is a whiskey that goes with goes with smooth as silk. Uh-huh, I think so. This fucking thing is as smooth as silk and tasty beyond belief, and you would never, ever guess it was 15% alcohol. Nope. In my opinion. Or as the kids would say, IMO. I think the peppermint's going to keep Kentucky Bourbon Barrel ahead. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go the old triple four. I'm going to throw down three fours in this game of poker. 4.44. 4.44 and Dave had it at 4.15 for all the reasons above. Now, I think Wizard Barrel Ground compliments of one Mike Klein yes. from Destination yep. Bourbon. I think if I memory serves and, you know, who knows how that's working lately, but I think I had that one at a 4.2 or somewhere around that. So I'd have to have these two side by side, but they'd have to be right neck and neck between Wizard Barrel Ground and this uh, um, no rules, right? And Vietnamese I, porter. I know Chuck and Nick Witzke weren't as big a fans of the peppermint, the bourbon barrel peppermint from uh, Kentucky, whatever the fuck it's called, that we rated a four point five. Right. But honestly, it's the the peppermint taste is the only thing that put that that ahead of this. Right, I would agree. And our fine friends at on tap. Believe it or not, actually liked it a smidge more than we did. Oh wow! With one point three thousand check-ins, so a decent sized sampling, four point four eight. Ow! So wow. well done, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I've got a question for everybody. Have you ever had a craving for a home cooked meal over an open flame prepared by somebody who really knows what they're doing, made with the freshest local farm to table ingredients? And to make it even better, to be able to wash it down with your favorite craft beer brewed on site. Then to top it all off, to have this amazing meal in a warm, friendly atmosphere. Well, next time you have that craving, go to the Maple Grill. Right when you walk in, you'll know you're in the right place with the smell of the open grill and the generous selection of craft brews on tap. All you have to do is get yourself, family, and friends to 13105 Gratiot Road in Hemlock, Michigan. It's always a good idea before leaving the house or work to be sure to check out the daily menu posted on their website, themaplegrill.net. 
themaplegrill, G-R-I-L-L-E dot net. All right, Dave. Well, the only problem starting the pod with a 415 from you, 444 for me, and a 448 from our on tap friends is more than likely the only thing you can do is go down <laughs> from here. But hey, we're going to make the most of it. So for our second tasting, um, this is my own personal purchase. Uh, this is episode 152. I bet you 10 weeks ago. Yeah. I bought a six pack of this when I bought oh, wow. a, another tasting. I've just have not yet broke it out yet. Um, How many weeks ago? At least it, at least it's minimum six, maximum oh, wow. 10, okay. 12. There's been a while. This six gotcha. pack. And every time I go, I want a, to go for a beer. I'm like, mm, ah, yeah. we haven't had it on the pod. So, yep. you know, I go to something else. I've got a few in the yep. fridge just like that. Yep. So anyway, New Val, New Belgium, the Voodoo Ranger series. I don't know, really know if it's a series, but not all New Belgium is Voodoo Ranger, but a Correct. lot of their right. big boys are. So, yeah. this one is the Hop Raider IPA, and it's got the old Voodoo Ranger mascot, so to speak, in a, the Indiana Jones yeah. outfit. Comes in at eight point one percent, and the only one of the three tastings tonight with any IBUs at 43 so and just for the listeners who like to just sit and anticipate i believe the third tasting is a pod first but okay we're not on the third fucking tasting dave get off my fucking back oh okay so all right here we go both of us in are not a big deal glass and even though i've given up on spitting chiclets i still represent the barstool sports not a big deal glass in every episode at the north studio one of the tastings comes out of the north not a big deal pint glass and i appreciate you cheers yeah cheers oh grapefruit tangerine orange and all those fruity shit oh for very new englandy yeah Mm mm-hmm now I don't know if beer experts would consider it this way. Maybe a beer expert would say, well, geez, those two morons from flight football and anything else, they don't know what they're doing. They really shouldn't taste beer and rate beer this way because they're fucking idiots. But from a novice's standpoint and somebody who's just drinking it plainly, you know what? I want to fucking get fucked up. Fuck you guys and fuck everybody's thoughts. I think this is actually the perfect counter to no rules. Because oh, for sure. it, yeah, yeah. I mean it is a 180 from what we just had. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Um and I and like I say and the only reason I say that cuz I've read where it's like where you know you, you don't when you order a flight don't just go willy-nilly. You got to you should order a flight with this this and this in mind. Like, well, no, fuck no. you. I want to taste a lot of things. And it's like, right. all right, so the first thing we had was a Vietnamese porter. Well, I really that's... don't know if it was Vietnamese, but it was a porter with a lot of alcohol that tasted really good. It was a really good porter. And now all of a sudden we go to a, a fucking nice fruity New England IPA. It's like, oh, okay, this is yeah. it's a fucking different beer. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know. Whoever's saying that has got too much time well, on no, their hands. No, because... And I think they're, they're a, 
Uh, we're on YouTube. You can yeah. see the air quote, the old experts like, well, that's not the way you taste beer. Well, I taste beer to get drunk, so well, that's my rating system. But I mean, if you have a if you have some kind of a palate cleanser, or you know, crackers or you know, oyster crackers, we or have something, mustard, and, and mustard we flavored pretzels mustard flavored pretzels over there. But if you have a palate cleanser, then you're supposed to be cleansing the palate so you can taste whatever the hell you want to after you get done. Right? I mean, that's the yep. whole point. Amen. All right. All right. Well, as the listeners well know, segment two is our sports segment. We're going to start it off with the Ovi Watch. Yeah, um, how's that going? Tonight, 7 o'clock, so they're probably towards the end of the first period tonight. All right. But we're not going to count that game. The Capitals have played three games since we last talked. They're 2-1, and one, and Mr. Ovechkin scored a goal in their first game. Uh, last night, by the way, they beat Tampa Bay at home five to one, and now tonight it was either last night or Friday night, one of the two, and now it's the second game of a home and home against Tampa Bay. So anyway, Ovechkin has one goal this week. The Capitals are two and one out of that five out of that five goal win over yeah. Tampa Bay. Okay, yep. all right. But and actually, he didn't even score in that game. Oh really? He had one goal in the first game in the of the week, and then no goals, no goals. He's got eight for the season. 188 for his career, or 106 behind the 894, the great one. So, the the the, the real OV watch from Flight Football and Anything Else. Follow us on Facebook at Flight Football and Anything Else, and Twitter at Epod FFA, and Instagram if you can find it because <laughs> I still have not looked up the fucking tag. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so when all when all the when the ESPNs and the Fox Newses and the CNNs and this that and the other and yeah. every Tom Dick and Harry are going, my prediction is all right. So he is 106 behind. A lot of games to go in this season. So I'm gonna say final week of next year. So it will more than likely be calendar year. 24, Ovechkin will beat Gretzky's record. And I need all of our listeners to say, hey, flights, football, anything else, start of the fucking OV watch. Thank you very much for your time and cooperation. <laughs> all right, NCAA football. Yeah. We have eight. And I can't yeah. read my writing. I wrote this when I wasn't even reading. Reading my that. readers? Oh, no. Eight more top 25 teams lost. Admittedly, half of them, four of them, Faced each other, so that right. was inevitable. So four more top 25 teams lost. We had number six, Oregon, losing at home to number 25, Washington, 37-34. Well, I can see that. I, I couldn't see it, that, and, that, and that'll get to my uh, point at the end of the segment. Right. Number 11, Ole Miss, lost at home to number nine, Alabama, 30-24. I think it's like the 11th straight time Ole Miss has lost to Bama. Number 12, UCLA lost at home to unranked and 3-6, and six, now 4-6, and six, Arizona, 34-28. That was a bed shitter. Yeah, the six, number 16, Wolfpack of North Carolina State lost at home to BC, 21-20, after leading essentially the whole game except for the fourth quarter. Sounds like a Lions game. Number 17, Tulane lost at home to number 22, uh, Central Florida, 38-31. 
Number 18, Texas lost at home to number 4, TCU, 17-10. Number 21, Illinois lost at home to Purdue, 31-24. And number 24, Kentucky lost at home to Vanderbilt, 24-21, thus ending the 26th consecutive game losing streak by the Vanderbilt Commodores in the SEC. Did you see the coach afterwards in his the, interview? The Vanderbilt coach? Vanderbilt Kentucky? coach. No, I did not. Oh, yeah. Couldn't keep it. Couldn't keep it together. Cried. And rightly so. I mean, yeah. it's a shitty team, and that that actually is an educational school that plays football. Yeah. And true. You know, good, and, and, good basketball. And I'm not saying there's not. You know, Michigan had high academic standards. Standard Stanford has sure. high academic standards. Yeah. UNLV. But, yeah, not so much. <laughs> but um, Miami. Uh, Miami. Speaking of which, they were a three point dog, and they fucking beat Georgia Tech. They have a game against Clemson to be bowl eligible, and they're going to get fucking absolutely walloped as the Packers just walked it off with Mason Crosby beating the fucking Dallas Cowboys, ending Aaron Rodgers' five-game losing streak. Just when you think you have the fucking NFL figured out, the NFL slaps you right in the fucking face. (laughs) I would have bet my fucking life McCarthy would have went into Green Bay and beat the dog shit out of that hapless fucking Packer team. And... Well, yet again, I was wrong. Yeah. But anyway, we're not done. We're not to the NFL yet. But here's one for you. No offense, loyal listeners. He gets behind, but he catches up because he does a lot of driving on his job. No offense, no offense, Sonny, but the yeah. Notre Dame Fighting Irish are the number 20 team in the country. Yeah, 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 I know. I think they're undefeated after they lost their first three games of the year. And it's how you finish, not how you start. But there's no fucking way a three-loss team is really a top 25 team, but yet they want to get them into a major bowl because Notre Dame draws. Draws. That's the only fucking reason. And they beat Navy, I think it was. And for the fifth straight game. Navy almost had them. Fifth straight game. They blocked a punt. That's mind-boggling to me. I don't remember the last time I I don't remember the last time I've seen the Bears block a punt, (laughs) and they fucking blocked five in a game, five straight games. Notre Dame has blocked a punt. That's amazing to me. Tis the season. Switching over to NCAA hoops. How about the Spartans, number two Gonzaga in the uh, Paraton Armed Forces Classic on the USS. Link Abraham Lincoln battleship. I'm wondering how long it will take, or if that game will go down as one of the best opening games of the season, tele television wise. Yeah, I mean that was amazing. It was very amazing. Yeah, and I would. I want to know how the player. I know when you're active and doing shit, you don't feel it as much. But the basketball players are out there in shorts and a t-shirt, and every fucking coach. Oh, yeah. It was like they were yeah, on the – Yeah, a, a big winter jacket. Well, you've been, out, you've been out to the West Coast, haven't you? Like this time yeah. of year and at night, it gets freaking cold. I mean, it's – Right. So, yeah, I would never disgrace myself by a winter jacket coaching. Fuck, I coach in shorts <laughs> and a T-shirt. Right. So – Right. But yeah. Um, in typical Izzo fashion, he loses – Takes any and all, and I think that I mean State doesn't win a lot of titles. I mean they've got a handful over the last a lot of Big Ten ones. Twenty one, yeah. 
And how many national championships? Two in 43 years? So, I mean, that's not a great percentage. They well, won in 79. Right. And then in 2000, 2000. All right, so two in 43, just like I what said. Wait, 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 2000? Oh, shit, I'm going to get that. Well, whatever year it is, but there's only one. It's two right. titles in 43 Correct. years. Not a great percentage, but right. Tom usually has this, the troop prepared, and he did, like, where a lot of teams in his position will play – Mary Margaret School of the Blind, the uh, Nancy, right. uh, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. clitoral <laughs> manipulation <laughs> exhibitionist. Yeah, okay. Yo, so, we get the picture. Yeah, <laughs> I had to reach for that one. I, I mean, I'm glad there wasn't too much dead airspace as I tried to. Right, but uh, no, but I, I right now, arguably, all the pundits are saying that. You know, between Gonzaga and Michigan State, they've got some of the well, two of the toughest preseason. Oh yeah, and that's what. And, that's what yeah. and then even when even when Izzo goes in to the NCAA tournament at twenty one and thirteen, yeah, his team has been there, done that. It's like all right, we're, yeah. And I'm not saying they never exit early because yeah. shit happens. I mean, yeah. so. Right, right. Correct. No, that was I was I thoroughly enjoyed that game and to have them that close because I didn't nobody nobody gave them a chance really right. to win, but they did. They gave themselves a chance. So, yeah. All right, well, remember that thought. We come we come back to that here shortly. Okay. All right. So we close segment two usually. Well, with the I, before we start in the NFL, yeah. just want to give a shout out to Emmett Beeler, right? So okay, I think. And this is not confirmed. Okay, I want to I want to make that clear. It's not confirmed, but I think this might be uh, Emmett, uh, Swan Valley football player, went up to uh, Michigan Tech. I think his game at SVSU that we mentioned in the first segment. Um, this one might have been his his career last. So want to give props for those years and getting through the pandemic years and. Um, doing everything that he was able to do um, in his in his uh, four year well five year football career. Yes, congrats, Emmett. Anyway, well, just wanted to give that shout what, out. What will get confirmation on that though? Like, do you think? Is, well, it would be like you think he's going to transfer to Stanford and get an extra game out of it? Or no, not? hell, no, hell, no. I mean, I think he's got his COVID year left. He has a year of eligibility left. Well, why would he do it then? Well, because he's he might be done with school. I don't have all the details. That's why I said it's not confirmed. But all right, well, heard, Emmett, if you're I listening, heard, unless you got a unless you got a wonderful job lined up, and you're ready to start phase two of your life, pick up knitting at Michigan Tech and play your fucking sixth year because football is the one sport. Yeah, you read about it that like you know the class of '56 plays the class of '57 annually on Thanksgiving Day as they finger fuck each other's assholes or whatever. But for the most oh part, God. for the most part, football is the one sport when you're done, you're done. Right. Basketball. Hey, me and you can join a fucking D league rec, a D rec, a yeah. D rec league game sure, at. Sure the Saginaw Township courts. Right. And, you know, we can play till we're drop dead on the court. Football, yeah, touch. There's a couple things. Flag, there's yeah. some things you can right. do. But, yeah. so, if he has an option for a fifth year, and, again, you know, if if, if, if his major was uh, dentistry and he's ready to start his own practice and be making big fucking bucks, and, yeah, fuck you, football, I'm off to my other life. Right. 
But if he's like, ah, geez, I may have to send a resume to Mike Peters and put Pop on the shelf. Fuck you. Don't do that. Fucking keep playing football, fucker, because it's only one more year. So that's a, that actually is a good random question down the road because that, yeah, hang it. Hold on to eight. Hold on to is it sixteen or eighteen? As long as you can, changes come around real Just soon. Make us women and men. Fucking stay there. Pick. Fucking take up the fucking banjo. There's got to be a banjo course at Michigan Tech. Take up the banjo and fuck have your four credits and play another year. That's what I say. And hey, there's a chance that he could get this message because his sister is married to my nephew Jonathan. Right. So there's a there's a chance. Because the listeners are saying, why are you saying that? That fucking kid's never going to listen to this pod. Oh, oh contraire, no, no, motherfucker. No, he, he, yeah. he, is, well, he has been. I don't know if he currently is, but he has been an avid listener. And Jonathan yeah. has listened. Absolutely. I think to two of the 152 at least. <laughs> I don't know for sure. But, hey, there's a chance he could hear this. So all those people out there saying, what are you wasting time for this? That kid's never going to listen to this stupid pod, you fucking old fuck. Hey. Beg to differ, know your facts, know your role, and shut your mouth. So, anyway, on to the NFL, Dave. We're going to start yep. with the NFL, or we're going to start to the NFL freshman team. What, 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 where do you want to start? Uh, let's NFL. start with the NFL, NFL. Okay, let's do that. Buffalo, Minnesota. If you didn't see the game, you wouldn't believe me if I fucking told you. Kirk Cousins. From Michigan State. That's right. Uh, but, uh, you know what, anyway? The most underrated quarterback that can yeah. win games. Okay, I'll give you that. Whatever, you know, that's your Sparty bias. But I tell you right now, it is listeners. And I had, I think, at least three people t- tell me about the Ross Chastain thing that I told them they had to watch, and I didn't disappoint. Fourth and eighteen, Minnesota, driving, Justin Jefferson. In my opinion, makes the greatest fucking catch in NFL history. Google it. Bar Look none. In. What? Absolutely. The, the fourth and eight. When you factor in everything involved. Okay. The only thing missing. It wasn't for a like. It wasn't a playoff one. It wasn't a Super Bowl title. That's the only thing missing. I was just going to say like a Jerry Rice in the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Watch the fourth down and eighteen catch, and you if that's not the fucking. If that is not the greatest fucking catch you've ever saw, you're a liar. But they get down. And I had I had I was telling the big dog from spilling the nachos, they had a fuck you segment all planned. They get down, and you got Delvin Cook as your running back from the fucking half yard line. Fucking pound the big fella. You can't you cannot fucking trust your fucking number one. Nearly NFL MVP running back to get a half yard. You get cute and you get stopped. You deserve to fucking lose. You got stopped on a Kirk Cousins sneak. Blah, 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 blah. But on first down, the Buffalo Bills can't even get the fucking handoff exchange. Take the fucking safety, you stupid fuck. You're up by five points. Eric Kendricks recovers the ball in the end zone. And then Buffalo drives down, kicks a game-tying field goal. Minnesota drives down in overtime, kicks a go-ahead field goal. Josh Allen has him dead to rights and throws an interception. Arguably the greatest regular season game I've ever seen, and I only saw the last, like, 22 minutes of it. Right. It, um, it was an right. amazing football game, and it's just funny when you watch two teams 
that are on the upward trajectory battle. And, and like you said, hey, the Vikings are 8-1. and one. Kirk Cousins is an 8-1 quarterback. Every once he in a probably while, he, yeah. wouldn't. He probably wouldn't be... I know he wouldn't be in my top five if I if somebody put a, the uh, hey for the second oh, time yeah, this no, episode no. somebody's putting a gun to my head and said hey pick your quarterback to yeah nobody your life's nobody your life. puts him in the top five nobody but he's yeah. fucking eight and one well that's the thing and if you go back to those days where he was quarterback at Michigan State that was kind of the 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 that was the plot line for every game it's like. How are we winning games? We just like we, you know, it was just grinding it through and grinding it through, and you know, there were some big plays here and big plays there that made it happen. But it was, you know, there was nothing from the experts that said Michigan State was gonna, you know, go on to, you know, get a get a a, a New Year's Day bowl or a you know, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day bowl or something like that. But shit, I mean, they they made that stuff happen. All right. I don't know. It's just, it's a thing. All right, so what else? So we already mentioned the Packers. Packers beat the fucking Cowboys. Yep. Uh, what was the other? There was one other good game before the game I think you're about to mention. Yep. Or you're not going to mention no, it. No, we're, we're going to mention it. Okay. Oh, uh, come on. Um, well, the uh, Steelers beat the Saints, no big deal. The, yeah. the, the Dolphins run rough shot over the Browns, no big deal. Uh, All right, you might as well uh, mention it. Oh, how about fucking Jeff Saturday getting picked out of the bleachers to coach an NFL team? Fucking <laughs> right. beating the Raiders. Hey, yeah, you the... may be a Lion fan, I may be a Bear fan, but at least we're not fucking Raiders fans because that fucking team is a fucking joke. And the reason I'm so bitter on them is because I went all in on a hunch. I knew there was a lot of, it was a very low floor with a somewhat high ceiling on a fantasy team. I went all in on the Raiders and I'm fucking getting bent over, taking it up the chute, no lube, sandpaper finish because the Raiders absolutely blowed goat dick. Yes. So, um, all right. Anyway, I know the listeners are dying to know. It's like, Mike. How are you doing, episode 152? And I'm going to tell you. All right. I ran downstairs, and I, after the after the pick, after the pick six, oh. I'm like, so um, Max and Cam and Ben were watching the game in the basement, and I said, all right, I'm taking odds right now. How many people want to bet that at least one of the TVs is busted? All right. Funny you say that. I'll get to that in a second. So it's really strange but that is how great the NFL is. Mm. When you take two fucking shitty teams, mm-hmm. and that was one hell of a fucking football game. It was a pretty I mean, good that game. That was a it? fucking great fucking football game. I mean, a lot of fucking, you just, I mean, just like, you know, two fucking jobbers in the middle of a boxing ring just fucking throwing haymakers. Just kaboom, kaboom, you know, everybody's just getting knocked, you know, mouthpieces flying, spit flying, and then two fucking shitty teams just fucking say, hey, fuck this, let's go. And they're just battling away. So, anyway, yes, listeners, this is for the, I'm going to say conservatively speaking, the 15th time I've said this, I know my bets have no bearing on the outcome. I mean, now, if I were to bet like a trillion dollars, yeah, I guess maybe a trillion dollars could 
cause a fix to happen. I don't have a trillion dollars. I ain't fucking betting a trillion dollars. But, and yes, I admit, it's absolutely fucking pathetic that a 55-year-old man has to bet money to not smash the TVs as you told Max, Ben, and Cam that I probably did. Right. Because, you know, I got up, walked Ruby in the nice, brisk temperatures today, got home, watched morning football, which got... I've, I've got to retire to Vegas. Yeah, I know I could retire to California, but I want to retire to Vegas because go to a sports book. And fucking morning football is the absolute best. And I didn't give two flying fucks. Or as uh, I, don't, I didn't give two French fried titty fucks about the <laughs> okay. Seattle Seahawks and the, and, the, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it was morning football. Right. So I've got to move to Vegas yeah. when I retire. Just sit in the casino, whether I'm betting games or not, but in the morning having games on screen, that, that's ecstasy to me. So, I, you know, I get home from walking, Ruby, take a shower, and it's like, you know what? Let me see what the odds are. Dry off. My phone is there because I'm listening to a, a wrestling podcast. Log into DraftKings. All right, it's, Lions are plus 135 on the money line. I'm like, all right, I got 50 bucks in my account. Don't want to drain the account totally. We'll put $40 on the Lions to win the game to win $92.50. Now, can I retire on $92.50? Oh, come on, Dave. Don't be silly. Absolutely not. But that $92.50 enabled me to watch that football game. You know, when the Bears were up 24 to 10, yeah. I text the big dog from spilling nachos. I said, dude, I'm not saying the Bears won't win this game, but this isn't going to be the cakewalk that any other fucking team would make it. This, I mean, the Bears may win, yeah, but this isn't going to be the cakewalk. So the, the game's not over. Just, you know, the Bears may win, but it ain't over yet at 24-10. Right. And then Lions scored 24-17, pick six. You know, and like yeah. uh, the the Mark Sanchez said, he's a little Buckeye on Buckeye crime. It was a Cuda <laughs> right, intercepted right. field, twenty four twenty four, and then fucking fields blast sixty yards for a touchdown. What the heck, yeah! And then Cairo Santos misses an extra point. Fucking money. The fucking guy has money from fifty plus and can't fucking make an extra point. And you're just fucking lucky. You're you're not the victim of my. Uh, Fucking fuck you, Santos, you fuck, because you fucking don't do fucking shit except fucking kick a football and you're called upon, you shank it. Fuck you. But you're not my fuck you, though. But anyway, but I tell you what, I mean, so is it sad and pathetic that a 55-year-old man has to say, well, you know what, hey, if the Bears win, great for me, the Bears win. But if the Bears lose, at least I get 92 bucks. But that 92 bucks, I know my bet had no bearing on the game. Right. But it enabled me to sit and watch it. It's like, all right, well. Knowing that you're winning either way. Right. Yeah. And I, wa- and I was cheering for the Bears. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, sure. when the Bears got the ball, because I even texted the big dog. I said, look, you know, it's first and goal with 240 to go. Fucking let them. Call timeout. Don't let them run it down to 212. Call timeout with 247. Now you have two timeouts and a two-minute warning. Tell your players, run fucking off the field. Even even up 30, uh, 30 to 24, run fucking off the field. Run into the sideline. Do Lambo leaps at Soldier Field. 
do whatever you got to do. Just fucking run off the field because those 30 seconds are valuable. You're, you're ain't, you ain't fucking stopping them first and goal. So, you know, whatever. This, that, and the other thing. They score, and then for whatever reason, they keep fields in the pocket on the last drive. I didn't It's under, like, are like, you fucking you kidding me? Doing? The guy is beating them on the edge, and now you're going to make him a pocket passer? But, hey, I tell you what. Two shitty teams made an entertaining fucking football game. And I tell you what. And like I said it last week, I'll be a broken record. Two rookies in the defensive backfield. You trade away talent like Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. You're going to have issues on defense. Boom. Case closed. End of story. But in the last four games, I know they're one and three. And this is why they really got to fucking button shit up. Do this, that, and the other thing. Because field style of play does not bode well for a long Brady-like career. Oh, no. But I fucking tell you what. This cat is winning me over. They want, they beat the Patriots. Yep. While I was there, he was fucking phenomenal. They went to Dallas. Defense was absolutely horrid. And I'm not even going to count them garbage points, but Fields did some fucking special things. Okay. Last week at against the Dolphins, a block punts the difference of the game. The defense was awful. Fucking Fields did some spectacular things. And today, fucking Fields. God, I hope Cole Komet's not hurt bad. I, I think it's just knee to knee and it's just a stunner. But right. I tell you, but with, with what the way he plays, this is a fucking real small window. <laughs> right. But I'm starting starting to believe. I'm starting to be a believer. This fucking cat can play. He can, but you know, in the NFL, there's going to be a game where he gets up and he's going to start walking towards the opposing sideline, like the lion linebacker did when he fucking put it in for the end zone. I mean, I try. I never, ever, 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 ever. Okay, maybe rarely use bears in my fantasy team. In three leagues, I requested to pick up Fields in my as my fantasy quarterback. But like I said earlier, I'm just good enough. I'm just bad enough not to win, just right. good enough not to become better. Right. And I was trumped in all fucking aspects to get Fields because I knew this was a fucking platinum grade-A matchup. The kid didn't disappoint. And, hey, they lost. It, would they have won in overtime? We'll never know because fucking Cairo Santos missed an extra point. Can I be real mad at Cairo Santos? I don't know because he's, he's fucking clutch from 40, 45, 50, 52, 53, 54. Right. And he misses a fucking extra point. And their defense has two rookies in the secondary. And they got rid of Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. So, yeah. but... <laughs> More on that later in another segment. Okay. Well, we know where that's going. All right. Uh, are we ready to rate this? Close? Mm-hmm. Okay. My, I'm yes, up first. Yep. Yeah. So. Hey, wait. So you don't. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm not, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Uh, as far as a New England IPA, I'm going to try to put it in that category because I don't. You can't. Like you said, this is totally perpendicular. 180 degrees from our first tasting, so... And that's the way I rate it. Right. Um, I'm going to put this at a 3.35. Wow. Very disappointing. Really? Explain yourself. 
No, I just think it's a it's a really good. It's not great. It's not. There's nothing about it that's really knocking my socks mm-hmm. off. But when I compare this to other, you know, New England IPAs, it's right there with them. I mean, a, a two point two five is like average. This is right. well above average. All right. At a three point three five. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to find something that's. I've. Got, and I've actually. I'm looking at my glass. I've got one more pull on this, but. When I have four more cans of this, and I may fucking knock them back before this episode is over. That's how much I liked it. But I fucking intermingled both rating systems. All right. Did I like it better than the No Rules Vietnamese Porter? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. It's separate beers. You don't really know. You can't really rank it. I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I'm like, you know what? I think I liked the No Rules Vietnamese Porter better, so I can't go higher than 4.44. But it's definitely, I think there's a lot of things in here that knock your socks off. Okay. Do tell. And it's it's the, the pleasant balance of the hops and the fruity flavor, and you definitely know you're drinking an IPA. And I'm coming in at 4.12. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, 4.12. Well, wow. They actually, you know, okay, go ahead. Go and, ahead. And very weird. Yeah. That is, this is very weird. 23 and 12 is 35. 35 and 72 is 42. So I'm 0.35 higher. You're 0.42 lower. Then our untapped crowd of 6.2 thousand check-in, which is the high check-in of the night. Those 6,000 folks rated at 3.77. So they're, da- I mean, we that's actually almost a perfect rating for you and I because I'm that far up and you're that far down, which would put it, put the rating still at rate of about 3.77 for the untapped crowd. Yeah. But I absolutely love this beer. Yeah. And this actually... While you were doing that, I was looking this up because on that last pull, I'm like, hmm, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hoppiness to this, so maybe it's not a New England, and it's actually not a New England. We were saying that from the beginning because of the notes and the. You were saying that. I was just okay. You know, well, I, okay. I don't even know. Whenever you say New England West Coast, yeah. I, I, I no, I, this is a, all this... I think is it is getting me drunk. That's that's <laughs> that's all I'm thinking. No, but it's it's categorized as an American IPA. So that's more American slash West Coast-ish. Voodoo Ranger has unearthed world-class hops packed with big notes of citrus. Yes. Yep. Stone fruit and a refreshing bitter bite. Boom. Yep. Hit it perfectly. As as advertised. I love it. So don't you feel like a loser for rating it so low? Well, I say Say loser's a bit extreme. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah. Loser's a bit extreme. All right, Dave. Well, third tasting, I believe a pod first. Now, when Liz is in her travels to Horrocks, she makes her way to the beer department and, you know, picks this, that, and the other thing based on what it looks like. Doesn't read any of the particulars. Um stouts, porters, IPAs, this, that, the other thing, ABVs, IBUs. Anything. She just looks at a can and goes, oh, that looks fun. It doesn't, you know, I don't think I've got that before and brought it. So, I believe she saw Oozle Finch. Yeah. 
which we've loved our oozle finches in the past. And, you know, I believe the first ever I'm going con- to confirm that, yes. Hard seltzer. Correct. We have an oozle finch. It's called Nude Wooder. N-O-O-D-W-O-O-T-E-R. In the W-O-O-T-E-R is in like the reflection of a pool if you were looking at it from above. Orange vanilla hard cider, 7.59% alcohol, zero ABV, ABV. So, you know, hey, we're about to try a hard seltzer on this podcast. So, let's do it. Now, even though I have the um, stainless steel maple grill, this is orange. Yes, and I, have, is, I have the craft is, beer for people brew dog. Yeah, well, like like, like orange, orange, like you can see this yeah. from orbit. Cheers. Cheers. Yep, it's a hard seltzer. I think that's supposed to mimic like the the orange sickle oh. or cream sickle. That's exactly what it is. Very tasty. Oh, I, I would agree. And I don't even know how we're going to rate this because this is, you know, it's not a beer. It's not, you know, any, so. Here's the but, thing. I, I, I didn't say anything before I tasted it, but like the hard seltzers, you could stick ice picks in my eyeballs before I will drink a, a, a standard hard seltzer. I can't stand them. This is good. I can drink this. Very good. Yeah. Very flavorful. Yeah, and it does. It's it's they're just they're trying to make it like the the orange creamsicle type flavor, right? Yeah. 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 It's actually delicious. I don't. Yeah. And <laughs> in in fine Ouzelfinch fashion, it's got the it's got the creamy head. Yeah. <laughs> it's got. Okay, let me retract that statement just for a second. Um. It's almost like the, it's all got like a milkshake kind of a head on it. It's it's strange, but whatever. Whatever they're doing to it, it's good. Well, we have a lot to cover in here in the third mm-hmm. segment, but right. this is going to be interesting because, like you said, it's like this is it. I was looking when I saw Oozle Finch, I was thinking the sours we've had, blah, blah, blah. But now this is a seltzer, which we have never had on the pod. But I really don't get the seltzer flavor. No, there's no, I don't get any seltzer to it. That's why I'm drinking it. (laughs) Because, yeah. All right. So anyway. All right. um, So, uh, new segment. Dead or alive. I don't know. Whatever. You said it was good last week. But I don't know if I mimicked it quite the same. But whatever. Anyway. So again, just to recap, uh, there were some celebrities in the news a few weeks ago, probably two, uh, no, it's more like three or four weeks ago, that you know media outlets had claimed they were dead and they actually were not. Uh, they died a few weeks later, but whatever. Anyway, uh, and you were kind of uh, a little aloof as to like, oh, wow, I didn't even know, right. et cetera, et cetera. So didn't even know they were alive. 
I think Jerry Lee Lewis was the one that you said, like, mm. oh, my God, is he still alive? And he was, actually, at the time. But uh, this even, one... Even more amazing, he had a publicist. <laughs> he had a couple of publicists. So this one is comedians. Right. Right? So dead or alive? Jerry Lewis. Dead. Correct. Okay. And therefore, muscular dystrophy will never be solved, cured. <laughs> okay, well, so. maybe it will be, but thanks to him, it's progressed along the line enough yeah, they to where... A, they make a lot of progression for the money they fucking raise, if you believe the fucking hype of those telethons. But yeah, anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, he's movie... dead. He, he's dead than <laughs> three o'clock. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Steve Martin. Alive. Alive. 77 years old. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Softball. Eddie Murphy. Alive. Yep. 61 years old. Um, hmm. Stephen Wright. Dead. Alive. 66 years old. Stephen Wright. The problem with the gene pool is there's no lifeguard. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to do it as Stephen Wright would do it. Uh, the problem with the gene pool is that uh, there's no lifeguard. So we're sure he's dead. No, he's alive. We're sure he's alive. That's right. I, If the internet is correct, he's alive. Sixty-six uh, I, years old. Then why did he quit with this comedy? But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess got it's old. a whole other topic, right? Okay, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so I've got one wrong. All right. So uh, Woody Allen, alive. Eighty-six years old. Yep. Yep. Good. Uh, Gallagher. Watermelon smash. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, all right. I, know yeah. I don't know if he still performed. I'm gonna say he's alive. He passed away November 11th. That's kind of why I came to this. Yeah, he passed three away ago? three days ago. Ah, fuck him then. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it made me look. I hated. It. Listen, I saw Gallagher at. Uh, Heritage Theater. Okay, well, we you saw wear, him then. You know, we had to wear a raincoat. Fuck you, Gallagher. Oh, you wore, you got into the first uh, few rows and had to wear uh, a raincoat? Uh, That's awesome. Uh, I love he's, Gallagher. He's dead now, so fuck him. <laughs> Come on. All right, bring it. All right, so Gallagher passed away. Um, now, this one you know, but That's I'm just like... literally like three days ago. Three days ago. He How passed away. Do, do, do. I don't have that information. Thank you. Yeah, right. sorry. All right, so what are, you, what are we going with? All right, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, he's alive. Yeah, he is 68 years old. He's almost 70. Is that weird? Grandpa Blackhawk gave him a uh, C rating. At his, must have been, been the breakfast he ate at Levi's because Grandpa Blackhawk wasn't impressed. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's almost 70. That's so weird. Andrew Dice Clay. Alive. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Hickory Dickory Doc. Your wife was. <laughs> <laughs> so I was standing in line at the uh, bank. Little boy blue. <laughs> I needed the money. <laughs> so he this woman turns around and says, do I know you? <laughs> I said, hey, you meet all kinds of people standing in line at the bank. He was. Yeah. I kept that clean, by the way. That was. And I'll tell you what. The dice man for his. Short as his asteroid was, I mean, he yeah. was without a doubt the man <laughs> that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, Roseanne Barr, alive, seventy years old. Correct. 
And that concludes this segment of Dead or Alive. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm not 100%, but I'm actually fairly good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, for sure. I've got, a, I've got a high winning percentage at Dead or Alive. For, you do. Absolutely. All right. Last week's Mount Rushmore, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last week's Mount Rushmore was listener-suggested non-alcoholic drinks. And our listeners jumped to the occasion. You know, so we have Grandpa Blackheart. He went, bought, and I'm going four to one, by the way, for these okay. responses. Yeah. Boston Cooler, McDonald's Strawberry Shake, 2% milk, the colder the better, and Diet Pepsi. Sorry, Mike. Well, hey, you know, even Tommy needs a supporter. Um, top fan, Caitlin. Apple cider. I've really got to throw the challenge flag on that because I don't know how that's anybody's favorite drink. But hey, it's her Hot apple cider. Hot apple uh, cider. No, hot apple cider is worse than regular apple Oh, come cider. on. But anyway, Starbucks cold brew, coffee in general, ice mountain bottle water. Eric Wally of yeah. uh, Tweaks Corner, mm-hmm. Powerade, tea, orange juice, coffee, black. Uh your wife, sparkling water, fountain diet coke from McDonald's, fountain coke from McDonald's, dark roast coffee with cream. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa Blackhawk's brother Jerry went with McDonald's coke, coke, Nestle splash flavored water, and McDonald's chocolate shake. Mary Ellen, here's Mary Ellen. You know, see where she's going with this. All right. My sister in law, Mary Ellen, went tab big gulp. Tab two liter, tab in a can, <laughs> and tab glass bottle. Oh my god! So now, if anybody can imagine this, God bless her, Mary Ellen. I love you. But there, I saw there was one time she was taking cans back or getting ready ready to take cans back. I mean, it was that was the most tab cans I had ever seen in one place ever. Like oh. even at a in a store. Or back in the, back in the like eighties and nineties, like it was, she, I mean, she loves tab. Yes, it's amazing. Now, where do you find tab? Well, you don't now. Oh, so oh, so what's she gonna do? Well, she bought in when she found out there wasn't gonna be any more. So, you will see what happens then. Is that know. why both cars are parked out in the driveway? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually another reason, but that's, <laughs> we can't disclaim that on the pod. All right. All right. Nick Witzke <laughs> went with Coke, preferred ad captain. Yeah. Water, coffee, unsweetened tea. My lovely wife, Liz, Starbucks green tea latte. Coke Zero, preferably with cherry. Smart water and fountain diet Coke. Zach James, milk, white grape juice, McDonald's Coke, Mountain Dew. Yeah, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> Jamie, hot cocoa, tropical apple, Tropicana apple juice, Fiji water, McDonald's Coke when Ew. it's fresh. How the fuck do you, you gotta, put Fiji water saying Fiji fucking water sucks, Jamie? Come on, you're better than that. You should say that with your pinky up. My sister, sparkling water, Midnight Cherry C4 Energy, Coke Zero oh. Diet Coke, and Jeff Laporte went with Vanilla Coke Zero, hot chocolate, strawberry milk, Green apple flavor water. I've never even heard of green apple flavor water, Jeff. So, anyway, 
those were the responses from last week's Mount Rushmore, Dave. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who responded. Yes, thank you. That's fun. When we get those and we can yep. read those, and yeah, that's... that's. And I have a feeling this week is not going to be as receptive, but... Maybe. In January, it's either the 30th or 35th anniversary of Raw. So... Is that a porn? Nobody likes wrestling, Oh, but yeah. yet a weekly series has continued... For 30 or 35 fucking years, so somebody must be watching. But anyway, how I came up with this week's Mount Rushmore is, like I said, I last week I was Mr. Podcast. I told you, spilling the nachos, JRVP, this, that, and the other thing, and click this, which is Kevin Nash, which... Quickly becoming my favorite podcast. Yeah. But anyway, they were talking about the Bunkhouse Stampede, and they mentioned a certain wrestler, and I'm not going to mention his name right now because he is actually my number four on my Mount Rushmore. He said, oh, so-and-so has to be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. And I'm like, wait a second, motherfucker. That's our fucking gig. You know, (laughs) and I know they didn't fucking listen to us because they had like, thousands of listeners and we have like four so but it's like i you know and i'm like all right wait a second and i know i'm going to alienate a lot of people with my mount rushmore question here and you know what quite frankly hashtag i d g a f because if Raw is celebrating its 30th or 35th year as a running series in January, fucking somebody is watching well, no, wrestling. Well, I, I don't think you're going to alienate that many people. Because even if they're not wrestlers, they've heard of... Right. Yeah. So anyway, exactly. this week's Mount Rushmore question... Your favorite wrestler. I'm not talking about what you think the great. I mean, because our, you know, if you're going to go arguably the greatest wrestler, the greatest wrestler is probably Kurt Angle and Bret Hart because they're actually, you know, Kurt, fucking Kurt Angle won gold medal in the Olympics for wrestling. Right, right, so right, right. I'm not talking that. I'm talking your favorite wrestler. And if you look at me and you tell me, oh, I don't fucking watch wrestling. Wrestling's for losers. I'm going to say, you know what? Check yourself. Either at one point you did or at one point your kids did and you got on board with that. So yeah. fuck you if you don't think <laughs> wrestling plays a part because Raw in January is 30 or 35 years fucking deep. So my number four on my Mount Rushmore of my favorite wrestlers. Right. Favorite. Favorite, yes. That's the key. And that's how I answered it. Yep. My number four, and I I can't wait to see, I can't wait to hear (laughs) what the big dog from Spilling Nacho said, because I I know his number one is The Undertaker. I mean. Right. I just hope he can come up with a two, three, and four. But his number one is The Undertaker because he's diehard The Undertaker. Yep. My number four is yes. The American Dream. Dusty Rose, baby. 
Because he is what drew me into wrestling when I was 12 to 14. And I remember, you know, the USA Network, which was a network that was periodically on and off. It wasn't a network like it is today where, like, tomorrow morning you could wake up at 1036, turn to the USA Network and see – Blah, 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 whatever on TV. Right, right. The USA Network was a, a network that was like, okay, there's programming on today. It's like, okay, here. And it was always wrestling from Madison Square Garden. And it was the American dream, baby. And the Dusty Rhodes, you know, any wrestling periodical at Tui's Bookshop on in the east side of Saginaw, I loved it. So... My number four, and how he became—he—he he was actually became a great booker, and everything with that. So my number four, the American Dream, Dusty okay. Rhodes. Yeah, we got that. Okay, so my number four, Andre the Giant. I just always loved, you know, this big, massive human being stepping into the ring and people basically bouncing off of him, um, and you know, having his having his way just with whatever he wanted to do. Plus when I saw him in princess bride, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but a lot of people have seen the princess bride. It's a cult classic. And so when Andre the giant got into the, he was, you know, a big part of that movie. I was like, he's the man. And that, I guess that's why we've been able to do a hundred. This is 152 episodes of this pod. Like Felix and um, yeah, not Felix and Unger, Felix and yeah, the Odd Couple. What is oh, it? uh, shit, yeah, <laughs> that's and, um, that's terrible. Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Right, yeah, I can't so, remember yeah. the yeah, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar Felix. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. Oscar. You're Felix. Yeah, because I absolutely fucking disdain Andre the Giant. <laughs> But hey, anyway, all right, so my number three on my Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Again, I was once I was sucked in by the American Dream. Yeah. Absolutely fell in love with the rowdy one. Rowdy, rowdy Piper. Piper. Just when they think they have the answers, I changed the question. <laughs> Are you sure the, it wasn't the Some it, of the best fucking promos. Again, Rowdy Pipe, Rowdy Rowdy Piper as a heel. When he they kind of try to turn a face, not so much. But Rowdy Rowdy Piper as a heel, my number three yeah. Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Are you sure it wasn't the kilt? Yeah, that no? was part of it. But yeah, yeah I, I just like the I almost like the mic skills better. Gotcha. All right, my number three, and you're probably not going to like this one either. But the Big Show. The Big Show. Well, it's the Big Show. show. Yep. What? I just, I don't know. I liked his attitude. I liked his smile. I liked, I, I guess it's that whole, that thing where he just walked into the ring, you know, struggled to get through the ropes and just was a presence. Actually, he went right over top of the ropes. So he didn't really try Did he? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I won't argue that, but all right. And now... Yeah. My number two, and the reason I thought of putting it up as the Mount Rushmore is because, like I said, I would 
this past week, I listened to Click This. Yeah. Who has Kevin Nash as the host. And they they went on, they were, they were talking about the, the bunkhouse stampede, yada, 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 blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And, you know, they both said, well, Dusty's got to be on the Mount Rushmore wrestlers. And I'm like, hey, motherfuckers, that's that's our fucking segment. I'm, I'm, I'm walking Ruby, I'm screaming, that's our fucking segment. And then I started thinking about it. All right, so what do we go? What if we go Mount Rushmore wrestlers? So Dusty was on theirs, and my number three, two, my yeah, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> my number two is without question, big sexy, Kevin Nash, NWO era. Gotcha. Yeah. And Diesel, I didn't really, I wasn't, I didn't buy into Diesel the character. So, but big sexy, and I am. I I was fucking around on his. I was fucking. <laughs> excuse excuse me, yeah, excuse me. I was fucking around on the click this YouTube website, and they have a fucking um, uh, not merchandise yeah. site. Yeah, and one of their shirts is Eleven Soft. <laughs> I'm getting that fucking shirt. <laughs> Eleven soft. Because one's led to believe that Mr. Nash has 11 soft. That's pretty impressive. So I'm yeah, putting no, that on a t-shirt. That's like, that's, I'm putting that yeah, on a no, t-shirt, that's like bro. A, that's, yeah, that's either a fable or it's like surgically implanted. I don't, I don't believe oh, that. Hey, I'm I'm gonna represent it for Big Cap. I'm gonna represent it for Big Cap. Go Cap repping eleven soft. All right. So my number but eleven two. soft probably is only like about twelve hard. So I mean, because <laughs> okay. you ain't getting you ain't getting much more out of eleven. You know what I'm saying? I'll Rick? take your word for it. But, <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, don't take my word for it because I ain't even a third there. So, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, there ain't no way, you know, you're going to love and solve it. Otherwise, you'd be like a 22 inch dick. I mean, so, so we're, we're going right. to say he's 11 soft, 12 and a third. Hard. Okay. All right. My number two is, uh, ooh, yeah. Macho uh, madness. I'm, I'm, I'm so macho. I'm telling you right now. That was a horrible impersonation, but anyway. Ooh, well, your oh Randy. yeah was good. Then it went downhill. Yeah, it went downhill oh, really yeah. fast. Oh Macho yeah. <laughs> snapping to a slim jim. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I'm snapping to a slim jim. And again, a perfect example of our Oscar feelings because I fucking hate the Macho Man. I always wondered how I how can he see how can he, macho man. how can he see through those glasses? Uh, that just who knows? Make any sense. Hey, who knows? But I fucking hate the Macho Man. So that was your number. That was my number two. All right, my yeah. number one, and I'm gonna go to my. I'll have to throw out a shade. You know, I'll have to throw a little something to my number honorable mention. But my number one, without question. Stone Cold Steve Austin. There ain't fucking no better than that. I mean, Stone Cold yeah. is the man. Right. Yeah. All right. So, before Dave gives his number one, is there any other? Oh, Dave, that, is that your number one, really? 
Sure. Why I, not? I can't. I mean, I'll give it to you. Dave, Dave went into his backpack and got a fucking, you know, it would be much more effective on YouTube. But <laughs> Dave come, comes up and get a, he got his You Can't See Me chain. So I'm guessing Dave's number one wrestler is John Cena, which I, I'm not going to dispute. Cena, Cena's rep, you know, he's he's the man. But so I, I'm just saying, yeah. for, as far as like, as far as how much he influenced my kid, oh exactly. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that and that's what I mean. And that's like you know, Dusty Rose. I mean, if because I mean, this is this is your favorite wrestler. This is a Mount Rushmore of favorite wrestler. I mean, if you're gonna go actual absolute best wrestler, I mean, you gotta put Kurt Angle right. I mean, fucking right. Kurt Angle won gold medal in the U.S. Olympics right as a wrestler. So I mean, our our Mount Rushmore was your favorite wrestler. Yeah. So anyway, John Cena is uh, my number one. Yep. All right. Plus he had uh, he had a, a in a, oh god dang it, uh, he was in a couple movies. He actually got into acting, and he had one movie, and I'm trying to remember the comedian that that it was it was her movie. She was the star, but John Cena was in it. And he came out of the bathroom. He was like her boyfriend or fiance or something like that. He took it up the ass? No. No, 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 no. He had a towel. He had a towel on his erection. Like it it, it looked like a towel holder. I don't know. It just shocked me. I'm like, okay, well, that's ballsy. That's something that you have to do in order to get yourself known in Hollywood, I guess. But, uh,. Yeah, it's uh, that's not why he's my number one. I, I I said why he's my number one wrestler because of what he did actually in the ring, and you can't see me. And he did a lot of uh. positive stuff. He did a lot of positive stuff for veterans. He did a lot of positive stuff for that. I guess the whole thing about in that movie, and I'm I'm gonna come up with her name here in a minute when I've stopped trying to remember it, um, so intensely, but. Uh, you know, I was like, wow, that's the opposite of what you've been trying to do this whole time. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, wrestling is a, yeah, oh, that's not real. Oh, it's not real. Oh, what, Mount Rushmore, oh, that's not real. Well, like I said, I mean, Raw's in January is going to be his 30, 35th year. So something that lasts 35, 30, 35 years there has to be somebody there yeah, yeah, that's fucking sure. following it. And filling the stadiums and so et cetera, now, et cetera, yeah. And where I've, the only reason I've got back into watching wrestling is because I listened to the Jim Cornette experience and the Jim Cornette drive through and I've got to watch the current wrestling to really follow along with what he's talking about. So it's just like one of those things that, hey, you know, follow along or get off the, the pot or whatever, you know, whatever you got to do. So it's like, whatever. But, hey. I agree. I, 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 I There's only two guys, three guys, three guys in today's era. And listeners out there, we have five listeners, maybe two are wrestling listeners. So you two people, tell me if I'm right or wrong. In today's wrestlers, the only people that have the, I think, have the potential 
to get to the level that we were talking about are Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. MJF, MJF is AEW, MJF is arguably the greatest heel promo in the on the planet right now, and then Austin Theory. Austin Theory is the real deal, and yet he can't they he can't get out of his own way, and that might be a Vince McMahon. Even though Vince McMahon's not really running the WWE anymore, so anyway, whatever. But so that's what wrestling wrestling needs: another Stone Cold, another Rock. Which, by the way, neither one of us put the Rock on our Mount Rushmore, which. I thought you would put The Rock on your Mount Rushmore, so I left him off. But The Rock is The Rock. So, anyway, it is what it is. But, hey, so I'll put it out there. And, listeners, I know you'll be shameful and be, oh, wrestling. I'm not going to bother with that. Wrestling's stupid. Hey. It's entertainment. You've watched it. You've had a kid that watched it. This, that, or the other thing. Shut up and participate. So we'll put it on there. Flights, football, anything else, I'll put it on there. Mount Rushmore wrestlers, go ahead and do it. So, All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. But, hey, I can't get my password to work, so hold tight. You got another one? Oh, fucking ain't right now. Remember you used to be one second, motherfucker? You got cute fucking trying to challenge the champ. I'm going to fucking put it right in your face. All right. We're going to go straight up lyric. All right. And then I'll put the melody in, into it. See okay. if you can get it. All right. I'm really throwing the gauntlet down on loyal listener Chuck McPeak. I really think Chuck's going to be the only one that has a chance to get this. We'll see. Ready? Yes. The good book says it's better to give than to receive. I do my best to do my part. That's it? Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Let me know when you want me to put it into a lyrical form. Um, it's not, um, it's not ELO. No. It's not. Huh. I almost thought I should know it. It's not enough information. Sorry. I got nothing. Ready for this, this, the, the melody? <laughs> I don't know if I am, but yeah, sure. The good book says it's better to give than to receive. I do my best to do my part. Yeah, I got nothing. It's Canadian man. Um, I believe it's a three-member band. Rush? No. Three-member band. Uh... Um, yeah, that's not doing it for me either. Yeah. I got nothing. All right. 
Uh, three-member band. Hey, Chuck, do you know it? Three, two, one. Yeah. Try it. Fight the good fight. Ah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I don't have that on many playlists, but well, I, no, do rem- I, I do remember what yeah, I well, do remember yeah. that now, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't figure it was on your playlist, but. Yep, that's it. Oh, let's go. All right, what do you got? Do you got anything? I do not. All right, here we go. Take a deep breath, get some oxygen in there. Um, Remember last week when Chase Claypool was clearly passion feared against and the Bears were trying to drive for a game-tying field goal or game-winning touchdown? Yes. And I said, hey. Is what it is. Yes. Like what I see. All right. I'm not going to bring up the ticky-tack holding calls throughout the beginning of the game today between the Bears and Lions. Because, hey, you know, a holding call in the middle of the second quarter. Play through it. Sure. Move on. Right. You know, be about your day. Right. What I can only attest to the NFL, which led me to putting on a Facebook post to one Grandpa Blackhawk. Grandpa Blackhawk is always on his little little Facebook page. He's like, oh, I can't believe the Lions are going to suffer this deficit. Nothing ever works for the Lions. Oh, woe is me. I just got pounded up the fucking pistol again, yet again. Oh, woe is me. And I threw it out there to him that I, I'm not I'm not real big on blaming officials. I, I fucking just gave an example. The Bears, it should have been passer Ferris like Chase Claypool, which would have got the Bears into field goal range. That said, plays that really decide the game have to be fucking scrutinized. My number one example of a play like that, and at the Fishman 8, will disagree with me to this day. And I agree. Maybe Miami should have stopped Ohio State on multiple third and longs in overtime in that year many years ago. But bottom line is, on the last play of the game, Miami stopped Ohio State I mean, they had shot off confetti cannons. Um, I I think the head coach is already getting head from his wife. Whatever. And all of a sudden, somebody threw a a flag. It's like, whoa, wait What do you mean? This guy's getting a fucking hand job from his wife or head job from his wife. You're throwing a flag now? And then, you know, so, and then Miami didn't beat Ohio State. The Bears are up 24 to 10. In the fourth quarter, and Jalen Johnson is called for a hands-in-the-face penalty, which they never fucking showed the replay. 
Number one, that leads me to believe it's like, okay, well, it wasn't a penalty because they're not even going to show the replay. And number two, the Lion wide receiver went down like he was le- legitimately shot right in the temple. And he went down, and I think because he went down, and he and they carried they and he limped off the field. So I think I think he twisted wrong and like blew something, tore something, did something, whatever. And then the official said, "Oh well, fuck, that's got to be a penalty. I'm throwing a person." And and everybody said, "Well, Mike, I thought you said penalties didn't matter." It's like, well, wait a second, penalties in certain situations matter. It was twenty-four to ten Bears, third down. And the Lions fucking threw an interception. That's ball game. That's game set fucking match. Ball game over. But yet they call it a hands to the face. First down. Next play, Swift scores a touchdown. X number of plays later, Akuda pick six. Tie game. Three plays later, Fields runs 60 something yards for a touchdown. Next play, Santos misses extra point. It's 30-24. So everybody said, well, the Bears had a chance to overcome that mystical. No, fuck you. That is one of those fucking calls in a football game or in a basketball game or in a hockey game or whatever game you're talking about. That is one of those fucking plays that that is a call that matters because they don't fucking call. I don't even fucking know if he hit him in the face. The penalty was hands to the face and he hit him like kind of in the collarbone collarbone region and the fucking guy went down and and on that play the Bears intercepted the ball. So instead of 24-17 two plays later, the Bears would have had the ball up 24-10. Now, is this a pivotal game in the standings? No, both teams suck ass. I, we've already addressed that earlier in the game. It was two shitty teams putting on pretty good entertainment for the fans. I mean, it's actually a fucking excellent game to watch like we've talked. But that was an absolute fucking horrible call. And that, so my fuck you is to the officials. And my fuck you is to Grandpa Blackhawk. Because Grandpa Blackhawk is like, oh, he's always the first to go to favor. Like, oh, I can't believe the Lions are going to swallow cum goat again. I can't believe this. This is fucking embarrassing. Something's got to be done. Dan Campbell just sucked a horse's dick and swallowed 10 gallons of cum. I can't believe this. This is pathetic. But yet, when fucking... The cum guzzling is done on the other side. There's no fucking Facebook post like, oh boy, Jalen Johnson really fucking was forced to suck a fucking ten gallon horse's cock because it was that was not a fucking hands to the face penalty. It was not a penalty, and the Bears intercept that ball, and it's twenty four to ten with ten minutes to go, and that's a whole different game. I never wanted to blame the officials because it's like, hey. If you if you would have done this this and this that call wouldn't have mattered. But certain calls fucking matter. And it, the call in the Ohio State Miami championship game where they called pass interference like forty four minutes after Miami started celebrating that fucking matters. In this fucking hands to the face penalty when Jack Sanborn fucking intercepted the pass that fucking matters. So fuck you. Fuck the officials and fuck all you people that put fucking put woes the lions. We fucking we got robbed by the officials again. 
fuck you. You got a fucking break, but nobody, none of you fucking cunts put that out there that, oh, well, we got a break this time. I put on Facebook. I got a fucking break this time. You fucking got a break. It was a fucking horrible call. The guy went down, fucking cunt wide receiver for the Lions. So fuck the officials. Fuck you Lions fans that fucking cry every fucking week. The Bears are a fucking shitty football team. I'm proud to admit it. I'm fucking happy with the way Fields is going. I hope they capitalize on his fucking opportunity because of his style. It's, it's going to be a short fucking career. I'm going to admit that. So, you know, so fuck the Lions. Fuck the officials. Fuck all you Fucking pricks that oh, 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 the Lions were robbed again. Because so, none of you are fucking went on fucking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and saying, oh boy, the Lions got a fucking break this time. Because you fucking got lucky because he fucking wasn't hands to the face, you cunts. Need some Tylenol? No, but that, but no, that, but but that is what after you epitomize because every everybody fucking likes to throw shade when it goes against you. I I fucking stood here and took the fucking loss against the Dolphins when fucking Chase Lake Pool was interfered against and said, "Hey, is what it is." That's a fucking penalty that was not a penalty. And somebody's going to fucking put on Facebook, Oh, look, his fingertip touched his fucking chin strap. Well, you know what? Fucking suit up, shove a tampon right up your fucking ass because you're a no-good gutless cunt. One thing I would add to that is in the fourth quarter, the Bears had a season record in penalty yards. At that point, they had like 80-some yards in penalties, and the Lions had their second penalty called on them in the fourth quarter. I don't oh, know yeah, that, well, yeah, that, that is what it is. I mean, team, teams get penalized more than others. I get that. I'm I'm only saying that yeah. one penalty. And, it, it makes, and the funny that, thing is, when they came back from the break, they never fucking showed it. They right. never showed the replay because Jalen Johnson was not guilty of a penalty. Yeah. And the fucking guy went down like he was raped. And it, 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 it's just, to me, it's... He did come back into the game, too, didn't he? I think he did. That, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't care. It's just like that was... And, and, th- and those are the calls that you can say are different. I mean, because it's 24 to 10 Bears. Jack Sanborn intercepted the pass, 24-10, 11 minutes to go. Game, set, match. Ohio State's driving. Miami um, is either fourth down. This one is so long ago, I can't remember. Ohio State either throws an incompletion or Miami intercepts the ball, either or. And then all of a sudden, a phantom flag comes up for pass interference. And then Ohio State ties it up and they go to overtime. Yeah, you could argue, well, Miami should have stopped him in overtime, but it's like, well, wait a second. There was no pass interference on that. So if you don't call the pass interference, Miami wins the fucking game. And this is that's why I'm I'm going back to the bear game. It's like, and hey, I'm and that's why the only reason this podcast is going on today. Because I fucking put 40 to 192 that the Lions would win the game. Because otherwise, I would, have been, I would have fucking slipped my throat right in the front room. I'd have fucking slid it from ear to ear 
and just said, fuck everybody, let's rock and roll. I'm glad you didn't do that. Well, I'm glad you laid down the $40 to win 92 And I won, so. Yeah, and so is your family. Yeah. Particularly your wife, because that would have been a hell of a yeah, mess. Yeah, you know that. That would have been a hell of a mess in the front room. Right, and the, because usually most insurance policies don't cover suicide. Correct. Yeah, that would have been fun. But I don't know what that is. Is that really a suicide or is that? I don't know. They could have. They could have. I don't know. You know what? Liz could have probably claimed insanity See? and then gotten through the loopholes. And it yeah. made more money. I'm more, more dead than alive. <laughs> all right. Aren't we all? So, all right. Before we rate this beer, we got to get to a random question. All right. And there's, this is going to be a very off-the-wall random question, no right or wrong answer. Like I told you, they called me Mr. Podcast this week. Listen to many, many, many podcasts. One of which was Dateline's The Haunting. And The Haunting was actually a podcast that was actually turned into a movie. I think it was called Heaven's Rain, Rain in Heaven, something like that. So, my question is, where does forgiveness lie? And let me, Mm. I'll give you my answer to let you know what I'm talking about. So, anyway, in a nutshell, this haunting, which was turned into the movie Heaven's Rain, Rain in Heaven, whatever it's called, was about two dirtbag, cocksucking, loser, cock motherfuckers, Go to a house, rob them, get minimal amount of money, um, hogtie the family, mother, dad, 16-year-old son, 12-year-old daughter. Before they hogtie the 12-year-old daughter, each of the two dirtbags take their turns, which they had the fucking common decency, at least not to make the other three watch, but the other three could hear it. And then they brought her in, hogtied her, and shot each of them twice. Before they shot each of them twice, they ate the meal that the mom was preparing for the family. And after that, shot each of them twice. And oddly enough, um... Mom and dad died, but 16-year-old son and 12-year-old daughter survived. And 16-year-old son, through the course of his life, you know, they ended up having to testify like nine different times because of all the appeals and insanity and this and and the other thing. So, understandably so, the 16-year-old son had some issues, you know, with... Life and, you know, he went through two marriages and job to job and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And anyway, just, you know, this was in 1979 and in like 1994, he got to meet with one of the two guys on death row, whatever, whatever. I'm going to mix up some of the particulars of the story. But anyway, he found it in his heart to forgive that person. And from that point on, he was, his, he got his life back together, this, that, and the other thing. So my random question is, where, because I guess I have to find another religion, Dave, because, if you, because I cannot forgive that fucking act. 
Yeah, I mean, I can, I'm, as far as a random question, I think I would be able to, I mean, I have no idea. That's, that's beyond, I mean, it, it's not beyond imagination because you just put the visuals in my head, unfortunately. Um, I would think at least at this point I could carp compartmentalize it and go on with my life, but yet not forgive, you know, those people. I mean, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in your camp, but I would hope that I could, like I said, I, I would hope that I could compartmentalize it and just, you know, this is my life. It's separate from what happened from these dirt bags. You know, they're dirt bags. They deserve what they get. Oh, I mean, right. And, yeah. And I, you know, okay. Let me interrupt. I get you. You want to go on. Yeah. That's everybody's going to want to go on, but I mean, this guy, you know, he went through two marriages. Right, right, right. I'm saying but go then on. he found his peace in forgiving the person that killed his parents and raped his sister. And then from that point on, the rest of his life was almost golden because of the forgiveness. And I just don't see how you yeah. can I would forgive that act. I would agree with you. I'm on the same page. All right. Yeah. I just would, I would think, you know, from my standpoint of compartmentalizing, I could, you know, my life, I don't think, I would hope, you know, my hope is that it wouldn't fall apart and I wouldn't go through several marriages or whatever the case may be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is one part of it, you know, fuck them, you know, I hope they burn. But on the other hand, this is my life and so I've got to, you know, I've got to go forward with it without it affecting it to the point where I have multiple marriages, multiple jobs. You know what I mean? I hear you. Yeah. Good question though. Right. Because I mean, like, so, I mean, I think the real question is like, all right, so every, you know, because according to that guy, it's like, well, forgiveness was the big part of it and God forgives and, you know, Jesus died for our sins. And so that's a pretty big sin. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, so so there. So I finally got you to believe in this hokiness of religion. Oh, I mean, I mean, it depends on like what, where you're at in it. I mean, um, yeah, I guess it would depend on how you perceive forgiveness in the sense that, um, you know. Uh, well, if you kill my mom and dad, I'm never fucking forgiving you. No, true. I fucking hate your guts. Exactly. So does that mean I should find another religion? No. Because if it's a loving and forgiving God, shouldn't, and I'm going to be held accountable for not forgiving. So uh, essentially, if that person doesn't forgive that person for giving his mom and dad, he's a destined to burn in hell. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think forgiveness is like, well, it's okay. I don't think like forgiveness equals, you know, oh, you know what? Hey. I think that I think that is exactly what forgiveness means. Yeah, okay. So if, in that standpoint, I'm like, it's not okay. You know? So you don't forgive them. So you're not going to. No. No. If I, I go kill your gonna... parents, if I go kill yeah. your parents, you're not forgiving me. No. All right, so now. Are you getting into heaven? Yeah, I don't know. See? Yeah. See? See what a tangle web we've opened on Flightful and anything else? 
but from a standpoint of letting it affect me and I'm brooding over it every day and like I hate that I hate that Mike motherfucker for killing my parents I just uh, I hate I hate him and I want him dead and uh, I hope he dies a horrible death and burns in hell I mean from that standpoint I mean I'm not going to it's you know I'm like well I hope that happens to you but I'm not going to think about it every day is that forgiveness no Okay. Absolutely not for you. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So that, that I mean, there's a hell for so a reason. Now, if we go, you know, if we go, <laughs> but if we go back many, many episodes, and this is one of my um, um, takes on, you know, religion. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so yeah. okay, so well, what would Ted Lasso do? I don't know. Ted Ted Lasso probably won a soccer game, but Ted Lasso never had his fucking mom and dad killed either. I don't think I. Right. I haven't seen the show yet, but yeah. So that's the random question. I think it's an excellent random something question. To, something to think about. Something to ponder. Because so okay, so who was worse? So that and they're they're in lines to the next. Excuse me. Ra- random question. Who was worse? Who was worse? You know, the you person mean? that did the killing? Yeah. Or the person that doesn't forgive? Yeah, I mean, I... Because if, you're, if, if, everybody, if you're supposed to forgive, yeah. but you can't get over the fact that I killed your mom and dad, yeah. who's worse, me or you? And therein <laughs> lies a question I've asked 57 weeks ago on this podcast about religion. It's a great question, and I think people wrestle with it all the time. And that's why we're here, bro. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go first. I'm going 3.38 because I really like the flavor of the orange cream sickle, but it was our first ever hard seltzer. I got no hard seltzer out of it. Did you? Did you get a hard no. seltzer out of this no. beer? No. This had had this been. A typical Oozel Finch smoothie. Yeah. I probably would have gave it a four. But this is a hard seltzer, and this didn't taste anything yeah. different than anything we've had. from. Right. So I'm going to penalize it in the ranking, and I'm going to go 3.28. All right. So I put it at a 3.95 <laughs> wow. for the exact same reason you just mentioned, in the sense that it doesn't taste like a hard seltzer. It's delicious. Um, it's almost like a, a you know, a, an orange creamsicle well, that's soda, but like, I mean, I don't, it's, it's good. I mean, I've, I, I really enjoyed the taste. So it's getting a 3.95. If, if somebody's a hardcore and needs that seltzer bite to it, that seltzer flavor, they're probably not going to like it. Right. It's going to be too sweet for them. And that's why I rated it lower. Yeah. But it did have the orange creamsicle taste to it. Oh, my God. In and spades. Here, in and spades. here, before yeah. we close this cocksucker out, in what I have to do some more investigative reporting on, with four, four, yeah. four. I heard you. Check-ins. Oh, four. <laughs> <laughs> the untapped rating is... The old blue Tarski, the zero really? point zero. But then if you scroll down on the page, the very first person that rated it had it at a 3.5. Oh, 
So there's no way at 0.0. So I think there's some communication error because. Or not enough or not enough check-ins. Or, but because I looked up the nude water and there's an orange coconut, which is a 6%, which is rated like 3.66 or whatever. Yeah. So I think people, I think these four people checked out of the wrong beer or whatever, this, that, or the other thing. <laughs> okay. So, but anyway, according to tap with four check-ins, it's 0.00. <laughs> so, I mean, we liked it a lot more than those four people. So. But I mean, to have an average of zero point zero, that means all four of them ran. This is fucking shitty zero. So anyway, yeah, I don't um, think that happened. All right, well, episode one hundred fifty-two, Dave. And as I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see him out of beer or seltzer, whatever. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.